Can you guys do the Chewbacca noise? No. Okay. Okay. He can do it better than me. I can. I sound like a. <laughs> Origins and adaptations. adaptations. My name is Andrew. And I'm Cody. And this we've is got a show. Oh, the eighty-fifth episode of our Nerd Weekly podcast about mm-hmm. comic books. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. We'll get a hundred one day. <laughs> one day. <laughs> so we have a running, or AJ has a running joke on the other podcasts about. Uh, for those who do not know, I say AJ uh, Anthony is his name. Mm-hmm. He goes by because that's his real name. Uh, does he go? So wait, does he only go by Anthony for the other podcast? He goes by Anthony for most things in life, except for like me and a couple of other people. Okay. Uh, and but he has this uh thing that he says of how origins is like uh banana nut oat oatmeal, like for the most of, for the other podcasts are the rest of the oatmeal, mm-hmm. and then every once in a while you get that banana nut, and it's like super good. Because this podcast is <laughs> because it's not every every single week. Oh, <laughs> I was like, thanks, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he he means it as a it's a he it's really good. No, I know I don't. No, I, I was I was actually gonna say yeah. until you specified, I took that as a compliment. Okay, withdrawn. But no, <laughs> but, no we no. love you. We uh, I, we agree. We love doing this. No, Unfortunately, so like, schedules can just be a pain. Yeah, and, you know. Life just gets in the way. I know I've asked you this. We've been doing this for so long. I know at least six or seven hundred times I've asked you this. But Uh where do you where do you record the other one? Uh, At his house in Camden or Washougal. Okay, Washougal. Washougal. For those who do not know, Washougal and Richfield are like the opposite eons apart. They are the opposite sides of Clark County, Mm -hmm. uh, which is where we record both these podcasts. Mm -hmm. The fortunate thing is we live right directly in the middle. Yeah, that's where we are. So yeah, traveling yeah. here is not too bad. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, so with this episode, it's going to be very special uh, because I have a ton of news, Cody, and it's all good. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's good. Oh, but yeah. we have so much to talk about with Spider-Man: Far From Home. That you're gonna cut some of the news that. Uh, I'm going to cut all the news. All of it. We're going to save. Because you told me already. You're thinking about. Oh, I'll cut most of it. But yeah, I, I'm going to say. I'm going to say. Let's just. You, you know, you you got me, man. You got me. Okay, I'll throw some in. I'll throw, throw some. Throw in a little bit. We'll throw in throw some, some nuggets. Uh, but there's a lot to talk about with Far From Home. We're not going to do like a plot synopsis, but we're going to give our takes. We're going to give our spoilery. Uh, I like take uh, not takes, but just you mm-hmm. know uh, impressions on certain aspects, mm-hmm. and then I have a giant list of Easter eggs, either references in the movie, in the movie, because uh, there's a lot in this one. Um, but just we'll we'll just start off. These are probably the timely ones. Um, Endgame has finally beaten Avatar's record. Oh uh, heck yes! For its, wow. for its a for its initial when it first came out, uh, record. Um, for those who do not know, Avatar made another thirty thirty to forty million dollars when it really re released uh, mm-hmm. in later that summer after yeah. it came out. Uh, so I think Endgame just did the same thing. They re released with six to eight extra minutes of um, screen. Stuff mm-hmm. uh, more and, after credits. And did you go see that? I did not because yeah. as much as I wanted to, and you know that movie was amazing and great, yeah. and I wanted to see it again. Mm-hmm. And Same. adding six more minutes is a, is a valid excuse for me to go see it again. Uh, I went. When do I have three hours of my life to put into something that I've already seen before? Yeah. Uh, 
because it's already filled. Uh, so Endgame beats Avatar's record. Uh, Daisy Ridley is in talks to play Batgirl, uh, which would be kind of cool. And then it would be cool. Uh, this is the craziest news: is Mighty Morphin Power Rangers is getting rebooted with a brand new cast. What? Yeah. I I don't get it. What? So my only thing with this is well, yeah, so is they better they better have more focus on of Power Rangers fighting if they're doing this. Like yeah. we got the Breakfast Club cool character moments. Yes. With the with the the uh, heart to heart. Yeah, and we all got the, that. All we the emotional that. feels, don't, all that. Don't stuff. do that again. Like don't don't retread water. I would agree with you. I would say underwhelming ending, which is why I felt with this other Power Rangers. Yeah, of, I can see that. Of and you know make the Megazord cooler, please. Yeah, the Megazord like, needed to be cooler. Like have sure. some contraption where they're teleported inside of a like a giant control room or something. Um, it didn't dude, really feel like that at just all. Just have it be a freaking Jaeger from. Pacific Rim, like that is a Megazord. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, it is totally. Yeah, dude. Um, actually, I, I was gonna say, I heard a sound. Yeah. The coolest part to me of the whole Power Rangers movie, the one that came out was yeah. it three years ago. Yeah. Uh, was the beginning scene. Yes, with Zord. With Zord, right. with Zord on and Rita. Zord on, yeah. 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 That, that was crazy. That where was he, cool. where he's the Red Ranger. Yeah. And she's the Green Ranger. Yeah. That was freaking sweet. Yeah. And then they, t- it just kind of sucks though, because like they did already have something set up, and I was like, okay, maybe we'll get something. Yeah, better. and then you we get Tommy in the next one, and yeah, and I was yeah. like, okay, maybe we'll just get something better in the next one. It does kind of suck, even though I thought this w- this one was a bit of a, it was kind of it, it was a good movie, it was a solid mo- movie, it was an okay movie. Yeah, but it was like a it was like a six out of ten. I give it a six out of ten, yeah. but I was still looking forward to seeing where they'd take it because yeah, it had potential. And then it just sucks that they have to start all over again, which means I have to wait even longer for Tommy to show up, probably. Yes. Unless they... Certainly longer for him to evolve as a character. Unless they do, like, the Spider-Man homecoming thing where they're just like, we're just going to fast forward, and it's like... Yeah. The Tommy storyline. So that's that's the more pressing news. There's other stuff that I do want to talk about because it is it is uh, interesting to to interesting stuff. Yeah. But it's not timely. Like it'll it'll be it'll still be here next next week. Mm-hmm. No. So on to our grand ideas mm-hmm. uh <laughs> and thoughts on Spider Man Far From Home. So we'll give our initial non spoilerly, you know, take on the movie. Mm-hmm. Um and then we'll dive straight into spoilers and just stuff that happens, our thoughts and different aspects. Uh-huh. Uh, for those who can, who have seen the movie, for those who have not, they can still get our idea of, you know, should I go see this movie? Should I not go see this movie? Mm-hmm. Um, I will start. You just saw it. So, yeah. like, literally earlier today. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I will give my thoughts just because I've had time to, you know, metal, middle, metal, metal, yeah. You know, sit in the pile. I've I've been thinking about it all evening too, yeah. actually. Even though, uh, yeah. So my initial thoughts uh, coming out of the movie was it was fun, it was entertaining. Um, the first half I do not enjoy, actually. Uh, the second half I really enjoy. I, it's some of the best Spider-Man on-screen stuff we've seen, um, with some of the stuff they do. Uh, so all in all, it's it's fun and entertaining. It to me it is a must after watching Endgame. It's definitely a, a palate cleanser after after Endgame. Yeah. Uh and then it sets up this new where we are now kind of situation. Mm-hmm. And it's that stuff I did feel hit and landed of just the ominous like this is post endgame. We'll talk about stuff later. Uh, I don't want to spoil too much for the people who haven't seen Endgame. It's been forever, so, you know, th- that will get ruined at some point. But uh, we'll keep it from spoiling here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we'll talk about that more in our spoiler part. Cool. Uh, but, yeah, I would say uh, it's 
entire seven point five. Seven point five. Seven seven point five. It's uh for I I did this with the people that I saw it with afterwards of where I would place this movie in just the Spider Man franchise. Uh and I think I landed at five. On the spectrum? Yeah. I think there's eight. Okay. I I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh so for me it's Spider Man two, uh Enter the Spider Verse, Spider Man One, Far From Home or Homecoming, Far From Home, Spider Man Three, uh Amazing Spider Man and Amazing Spider Man Two. Gotcha. Yeah. So I think it's five. It's five. I I definitely enjoyed Homecoming more. I enjoyed Homecoming more as yeah. well. And I really I really do prefer live action over um animated superhero films yeah. for the most part. Um I think the one exception would be obviously the old Batman the animated series yeah. and then Young Justice. Yeah. But in general I do tend to prefer uh live action. Yeah. I just do. Um but you know what? So I can't remember if I told you this, but I just recently saw Into the Spider Verse. Yes, you did. I, yeah, I you did, told I, me. I, yeah. I did. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah, I saw it about a week ago, um, and for what it's tr- for what it was doing, it is a better movie. Yeah. Than yeah, Far From Home. Yeah. And I can admit that even as someone who prefers the style of a live action, mm-hmm. you know, Tom Holland playing Peter Parker. Versus over animated, animated yeah. with all these different you know versions of Spider Man, yeah. and it's just so outlandish and far fetched. But the thing is, it's it comic em- booky. It it embraced yeah. that though, and the animation and the hand drawn faces on the yeah. CG is incredible. It looks yeah. so good. Yeah. Um, but and, your thought- and the soundtrack was kick ass too. Yes, I listened to that soundtrack a lot. And like that's not the kind of music in that movie isn't even like music I would listen to on my own time very often but it's so well all the songs are so well placed and it sticks out Mm -hmm. it's just really good yeah and also I thought it had a very moving story well not not I mean the storyline was moving but a moment with uh, Miles and his uncle yes and I didn't feel like if we're if we're comparing the two most recent iterations of Mm Spider-Man I would say I didn't quite feel like this movie had a moment like that i would argue for one which one which we'll we'll talk about in the spoiler part okay sure uh in far from home not in homecoming homecoming might have had that with the when peter is under all the rebel and like you know believes him in in, in himself and like pushes himself away mm-hmm. but to me that was just more of tom holland's acting yeah like, he portrayed a kid calling for help incredibly uh, yeah but we'll talk about the other moment in far from home that i would say is close i i agree with you it probably isn't on the same level yeah I, uh, well i should i should say what i mean by that is just that i didn't think it connected the same way Okay. I'm sure they try. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm sure there's a moment that I'm thinking about that was meant to be one of those emotional, impactful moments that maybe went over my head because I just wasn't feeling it. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, like even though I didn't respond to this movie emotionally, I thought it was really entertaining. Yeah, and I loved the suit. And the I new lo- suit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, even the black suit was pretty sick. Oh yeah, his uh, like stealth suit. Yeah, the <laughs> night, night monkey. monkey. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, but no, I th- I thought you know Tom Holland is sensational as Spider Man. Yeah. yeah, lots of stuff to still enjoy mm-hmm. with the movie, which is why you know a six is not or six. Pardon me, six point five is probably what I give it. It's not, okay. It's not a bad. Yeah. It's not, it's not a bad rating. It's just you know, slightly above average. Yeah, and um, I agree with your assessment. You gave me when we were hanging out uh, a couple days ago when you said the first half feels like a Sony movie and the second half feels like an MCU movie. Yeah. And I would agree with that. Okay. So that is our takes on the movie, non spoiler ish. Uh, there might have been some things that if you had an inkling, we might have just confirmed, but I don't really think so. 
Uh, so now we are going to dive full into spoiler territory. If you have Yay. not seen the movie and you want to and you don't want to hear anything, stop this. Go watch it. Come back. Hear our thoughts. Hear what Piss we're... off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but, but then come back. Come back. But then, but then yeah, come yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, not for good. Yeah. If you don't care about spoilers <laughs> and you just want to hear some stuff about the movie, mm-hmm. you know, keep listening. Keep yeah. listening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so for me, just right off the bat... A lot of the side characters I could not stand in this movie. Uh, yeah. Flash is still terrible. Yeah, I don't it's like just Flash. like come on, bro. Uh, I liked Ned less in this movie, and I didn't like Betty. And I thought Ned and Betty were. I I don't know. I thought they were redeeming in certain ways. There there were certain moments. And what bothered their think relationship didn't go anywhere, and it was stupid and directionless. That was kind of just lame. Well, and that bothers <laughs> like, that bothers me because the whole the whole relationship is a reference uh, to the comics, where in the comics, um, Betty and Ned get married in the comics. Yeah, and it's like. It's weird that they named his friend Ned because it's definitely the character is definitely inspired by Genki, who is Miles Morales' friend from Ultimate Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. But his name is Ned, and in the Spider-Man universe, Ned is Ned Leeds, who eventually becomes Hobgoblin. Oh, uh, after uh, after marrying uh, Betty. Um, and then for those who do not know, Betty is actually. F- Spider-Man's first love interest after Liz Allen, actually. Uh, uh, first actual love interest who liked him back um, before he goes off into college and meets Gwen Stacy. They don't really date, but they have like this weird fling thing. Uh, so. Well, like an understanding of like, I like you, you like me. Yeah, and I think they were going to go on dates, but then, you know, his life as Spider-Man just caused them not to. Mm-hmm. And then she met Ned, who was a uh, reporter. Okay. For the Daily Bugle. Uh, and then, yeah, later becomes Hobgoblin. Hobgoblin. Uh, yeah, so that that just irritated me that that relationship didn't go anywhere. Because at first I was yeah. like, oh, it's not, it's cool, like, they're going to be boyfriend-girlfriend. Yeah. And then... And they do, they were kind of ironically cute yes. in the beginning. Like, yeah. oh, I wouldn't have pictured them together. Yeah. And then it kind of works. And they had them, chemistry. Them as a as a couple didn't bother me as characters. It was when they were separated from each other. Ned bothered me the entire time. Did he? Like anytime he just had like a one on one with Peter, I was just like, this character is it just feels like he's being written as a character. Like he's not being written as a person. Mm-hmm. Where the opposite happened with MJ. Which I am actually going to refrain from calling her MJ because she is not MJ. She is Zendaya to me, because uh, this is not. This is not MJ. It just bothers me okay. to the core. We're, okay, we're gonna get into it on this. Okay. We're not not with one another. We're going to we're going to hardcore agree. We're yeah. gonna have one of those moments where you I, I can already feel it where you and I agree so intensely that someone's gonna say, "Man, I wish you guys would disagree with each other more." <laughs> no, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be. We like might that. disagree on something. Maybe we will. Yeah. I I hope I hope we do because when it comes to this type of stuff, yeah, like ch- the the changing of characters personalities yes. yeah we get we both get annoyed yes and this is where it hurts cody because i actually really really liked her character i really liked her character in this movie but she's not mj i know so i'm calling her zendaya <laughs> which is the actress's name who i figured <laughs> uh you know it's just it's peter parker's new love interest zendaya so yeah, we, we, our opinions might be slightly different. Yeah, I. Uh, you didn't like her. Well, I thought she toned down the whole wokeness, the wokeness yeah. from the first one, and just became more of a social awkward character who knew how to make people uncomfortable. Yeah, because she pushes them away. Yeah, and that's why she would like when he 
when he's like, you look pretty, and she's like, for that, I have value. And, like, she was just, she was making a sarcastic remark to push him away, not so much of a, she was making a statement. Like, she even goes, just kidding, like, I don't, I don't care. Yeah, 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 no, yeah, I didn't have a problem with any yeah. of that. Um, I think, I don't know, maybe, maybe my problem with the character is misplaced. Um, just don't think of her as MJ. No, I know, but the thing is, she just doesn't remind me remotely of any type of girl Peter Parker has ever been interested. Yeah, because in. that's that's my problem. Because she's Zendaya. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, um, I might be saying her name. It might be Zendaya, like as Maya. Because I can't it's put, I can't put my yeah. finger on it, but the way she wears her hair reminds me of something or somebody, and. I don't know what it is, but it annoys me that I can't figure out who it reminds me of. And that annoys you? And that annoys me. <laughs> the entire time I was like, what? Who does she remind me of? That's hilarious. Because she's, it's like, if if you have ever like met someone who reminds you of somebody else, oh, that's funny. But then it's like, it's a whole other, it's a whole other like, I don't know, level of self I, I, i'm I'm totally like self-aware of how weird that is like i get it <laughs> but it, it annoys me that i can't figure out who she reminds me of. and that annoys you as the character yeah. yeah but no i actually thought that her character does get more charming as the film progresses yes in the beginning i was like oh frick here we go again with yeah. this one yeah but no as it goes on like when she actually like confesses how she feels to peter and stuff yeah i thought it was really sweet yeah and charming, but yeah, I and th- and the fact that she knows that he was Spider Man is a reference to the comics. Uh, MJ finds out that Peter is Spider Man before they start dating. Actually, um, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that is true. And so, is he ever? So we've we've established who she is. Is he ever going to call her? Is ever is anyone ever going to say Mary Jane? Because no, that's not her name. Her name is like. Uh, Miranda or Megan or something like that. Mariah. Okay, so in other yeah. words, then she is not Mary Jane. She is MJ, though. Well, like, but she's not though, because if that's not her actual name and she doesn't act like that, they can still put in a character named Mary Jane. Yes, but they're not going to. Not ever. Not even I in the next ten, twenty no. years. And I'll, some of the Easter eggs I'm going to go over will actually explain why. No. You can, I think we you can, can get, throw all I think the. We, I think we can get a Gwen Stacy. I hope we do. Uh, we throw all the explanations have, around. It doesn't. It doesn't. There's a Liz character. If they do a black cat thing, that would be pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, a Felicia Hardy, um, where she kind of like seduces Peter. Yeah. I'm curious. I'm curious to hear hear about these Easter eggs because, um, I don't know. I mean, they might be there. Obviously, but I don't know if any of them were obvious enough to convince anyone that there shouldn't be a redheaded Mary Jane Watson. Uh, I can say one right now. Uh, the entire time, um, Zendaya had a shirt that had a tiger on it. Uh, in a lot of the scenes, and for those who do not know, Mary Jane. Her nickname for Peter is Tiger. Tiger, yeah. Uh, so that's, I mean, the first thing she says is, uh, you know, you just hit the jackpot, Tiger. Yeah. Or or Tiger, you best believe you just hit the jackpot. I think it was so, uh, face it, Tiger, you yeah, just, just hit the jackpot. Hit the jackpot. Yeah. yeah, so like that's the first thing she ever says to Peter. Which that moment is best in uh, Spider-Man Blue. Yes. Uh, it's, it's a moment we won't ever get on screen. I don't think they should do it on screen. Um... But you don't want that on screen ever. No, it's so iconic for just the comics. Like it makes it stick out. Yeah, I I think there's stuff that's iconic in the comics that I think the MCU and Marvel has done well, where they they have nods to it, like the shirt, like the tiger on the shirt, where they don't actually come out and do a full like, you know, ca- uh, Captain America using Thor's hammer. So like that is an iconic shot in the comics, but they didn't do it the same way. They just they were like, "Hey, this happened." Uh, and well, well, in the final battle scene, he did finally use it, like actually used it. No, no, no that's what I'm saying. But like, it, the shot is awesome, and they didn't recreate the shot shot for shot. Oh yeah, yeah, that's for sure. And then like for the sure. Avengers assemble, he like whispers it, like he doesn't like shout it. So it's not like right. It's they are doing things differently, and. Uh, I, I appreciate that where they're not just trying to strip the art and try to put like paste it to the screen. Paste it to a screen. Um because it, it would feel out of place. Yeah. And now that I think of it like 
I don't know of any comic book movie that's ever successfully done that. Yeah. Uh, possibly Watchmen. And three Watchmen almost does. And, you know, and three hundred. Uh, yeah. yeah. Watchmen to me almost doesn't count because it's so self-contained. Yeah. Whereas okay, I mean, but, yeah, but, you, no, but you're you're, yeah, you're, yeah. you're technically right. You're yeah, right. Yeah. No, Watchmen. I just always think of it as like its own. It's its own little island yeah. unto itself. But in three hundred and V for Vendetta kind of fall yeah. into the same category, don't they? Mm-hmm. So that like that's my take on her character. Uh, I enjoyed her chemistry with Tom Holland. I think that was. Oh yeah. By the end of it, I just really enjoyed those two characters together. Um. Jake Gyllenhaal as uh, Mysterio, as Mysterio Beck, Quentin Beck, I really enjoyed. I liked him a lot too. I was that, that was what I was going to yeah. ask you about. That's yeah. what I was most curious about. Was really well done, really awesome. However, and this is a point where majority of the people I've talked to agree with me. Uh, when he's giving his monologue, was when I thought this movie was going to be bad. Oh, in in the bar? Yeah, because he keeps going. And it's like, and you over there, and you over there. (laughs) And then she's like... Yeah, that does kind of carry on. Why are... Like, this is weird and out of place. Like, what's going on? And it's lasting forever, and this is so monotonous. Like, it would have been cool with that first dude. Just show the first dude, because that was the guy from the first Iron Man. Like, that was him, and so that would have been... That was a cool callback. But then he kept going with everyone else, and I was just like, <laughs> okay. He did keep going. Yeah. Um, <laughs> however, Mysterio was awesome. Like, oh, yeah. how he looked, oh, yeah. his powers, it was awesome. His powers and his costume were on point. And to me, this was possibly the best way you were ever going to do Mysterio. I think so, too. The, o- the only thing that I was unsure of, and, and you're probably the person to ask yeah. about this, is that... I've read comic books where he's the villain, but in everything I've ever seen him in, it's been a surface level version where you don't get to know his personality. Do you know Quentin Beck's personality in the pages, or do you just kind of know him as the bad guy? Uh, later on, you get more and more in, into it. He's so they what they've changed from the movies from the comics is Quentin Beck in the comics is a special effects artist mm-hmm. uh, who is pretty much got screwed. And so he uses his special special effects um, skill to commit crimes, like robbing banks and stuff like this. Yeah. Um, You know, holding people hostage Mm -hmm. for money. Um, And then it, like, Spider Man just keeps stopping him. So he gets to the point where he creates ridiculous effects uh, that cause Spider Man to think that it's all real. Um, He's definitely the closest to Scarecrow. Uh, from Batman for Spider-Man. Yeah, I see that for sure. Yeah. He's uh, also um it, did Mysterio originate as a Spider-Man villain or was yes. one of, he he was yeah. specifically? Yeah. So he wasn't a crossover villain nope. cuz like with Kingpin, he's a crossover villain. He's Yeah, he's from Daredevil. He's yeah, yeah. but he's been Spider-Man's villain and yeah. you know, he's had obviously his run-ins with the Punisher and mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh so that that's where that stems from. I would say that's the biggest difference. Is they is they've now just made him a um a specialist in hologram technology. Yeah. And so in this day and age, that's what special effects artists that's what special effects people are now. Yeah. Like Mysterio was made back in the sixties. Like special effects on movie sets were like actual practical special effects. Mm-hmm. Uh, nowadays it's all digital most yeah. of the time, so it just made sense. Uh, I love, I do love his, his hologram. Like, his hologram technology looks really nice. Yes, it didn't look lame. Yeah, which is, I do like the fact that they did bring that back. Of you know, this was Iron Man. Mm-hmm. The the tech he used in uh, Civil War mm-hmm. was this tech. Yeah. Um, there's there is a lot of nods and a lot of callbacks to the the universe. Which, um, which is cool, and that's definitely the Marvel stuff. To me, and it's like you like you agreed with. Just the most of the beginning just felt awkward. It was weirdly edited. A lot of the dialogue didn't work. The whole him summoning a drone to kill 
Yeah, the I didn't. Dude. I didn't. I didn't think that was necessary. I was like, yeah. "Why is this happening?" This it was all weird, and to me, that that was the Sony stuff. Do you know what else was weird to me? Hmm. When Nick Fury gets on Peter's case and says, like, makes these kind of not accusations, but says things like, "You're just a kid, and you, and you." you either can't or aren't willing to accept the responsibility and this and that. Do you remember that part? Oh, when, which one? When Nick Fury said that to Peter Parker in this movie. Does he say it early on or? I want to say it's like halfway through. Okay. And when Nick first talked to Peter Parker, yeah, Peter said to him he didn't feel qualified for the job and that he's like, I'm just a kid. I don't know that I'm <laughs> uh, that I'm up to this. Yeah. And then like Nick gets on his case for the Being things. Like, yeah, it's just funny because like it's like because like uh, he gets on his case for the exact same things Peter's like owning up to. I don't know if I'm good. I don't know yeah. that I'm qualified. Yeah. I'm just a kid. Yeah. And later on, he's, he's like, you are just a frightened kid. Or he he says like he says something along those lines, and it's like, yeah, that's what he told you earlier <laughs> in the movie. I don't know. I just thought it was weird. Yeah. It, so. And I understand, like, it's easy to run into those types of moments in movies when you write yourself into a corner. Yeah. It's like, oh, what do I have him say to Peter in this moment? Because the one caveat I give them, the one uh, excuse I give them is the end credits scene. That it's not Nick Fury. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. I, I, I wasn't so, sure how long we were going to wait for that yeah, one. Yeah, I mean, we're in spoiler terror. We can say whatever we want at this point. Yeah, it's not Nick Fury, uh, which I had to see that end credit scene because literally the movie ended. I went, that was the worst portrayal of Nick Fury I've ever seen. Like, they made him a joke. And then yeah. and then that the end credits thing scene happened. I was like, oh. Okay, never mind. This makes it all better. It all works out now. We're totally good. And then throughout the movie, it, it does make sense. At one point, they're talking about the the Kree um, sleeper soldiers. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's talking to Mar- Mariah Hill, who is ends up it's his wife, uh, the scroll's wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he says, when he's talking to Peter about Beck, and he goes, yeah, he's from Earth, just not your Earth. And he says, your uh, and so it's just like small oh, little, yeah. small little stuff like that throughout the movie. Versus, he's just not from our Earth. Yes. Uh, and when Peter brings up Captain Marvel, he goes, "Don't you like? Don't you bring up her name? Like you don't, you don't have the honor to bring up her name." And it's because the scrolls essentially worship Captain Marvel. Yeah, that and makes so, that makes yes. perfect sense. So all of that, and the reason why Nick Fury was stupid. And just like didn't notice certain things, <laughs> he didn't know who certain people were. It's like I was like, "What the heck? Like, what is going on?" And then, yeah, it and explains. It, I will say this, and this is not really related to the movie itself. Mm-hmm. I have never felt like I waited so long for an ending for an end credit scene because <laughs> yeah. I texted you yeah. when I was waiting, and I was like, "This is taking forever." Yeah, it was a really long wait. Yeah. And I was like, am, uh, am I waiting for nothing? That was why I texted you. However, I am happy because I just, I like Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah. Who plays that scroll. Yeah. and Oh, yeah, I love that actor. Yeah. And so, and I like that character as much as the scroll thing bothers bothers me. But, uh, so I do wanted to talk about the really, really cool moments. The first Mysterio fight where he actually fights Mysterio uh, and loses that fight was cool. Yeah, like, that was cool. Really cool. Um, a lot of interesting stuff in there. I had a terrible theater, and it it was just annoying because at one point the the part where it shows Tony's grave, and uh, and it's like, you know, you're a disappointment to him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was up in the balcony section, mm-hmm. and in the lower section of the theater, I just had a whole bunch of just teenagers go, <gasps> and I was like, what? <laughs> like, what was that? <laughs> that was so lame, so stupid. Uh, however, the heart <laughs> the heart moment that I actually, I felt they did nail, nail mm-hmm. was when he's talk, talking to Happy. Yeah. About uh, how everyone expects him to be Iron Man. 
and Happy's like, you can't be Iron Man. Tony couldn't be Iron Man. I love that line. Like, yeah, there was, yeah. That, that moment, yeah. Because they could have thrown like a just a funny joke to ruin the whole moment in there. But that whole scene really, I think Tom Holland nailed of just like you see a kid who is just like, who who feels like he can't do anything. Mm-hmm. And he has this Im- immense pressure and he's just breaking down. Um, I do love when he like questions Happy and is like, tell me something no one else would know. Yeah, that was uh, great. Just because of like, I, I just went through this crazy, whole thing, mm-hmm. and I don't know what's real and what's not real. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, um, his fight, his last fight with Mysterio, I really enjoyed when he finally uses the spider sense, the Peter Tingle. Uh, uh, okay. Oh, that was one complaint. They yeah. they they used that joke too much. Too much. Way too much. The, it would have been great if it was that yeah. one scene. Yeah. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. But, but they, they kept saying it throughout the whole movie. Yeah, I know. It, I'm happy you noticed that too because yeah. I was like, it bothered me. Another thing that bothers me, and it well, also it call, it, call it the frick what it is. It's spider, spider sense. sense. Yeah, yeah. Just give me that phrase at least once. Uh, and yeah, that's ridiculous. I don't think have they, have they actually called it that in a movie once. No, it's just like how they haven't called him Superman, or I think they finally did in Batman versus Superman. But it's like. How no one ever refers to... I don't think no one refers to as Wonder Woman. Like, no one refers to these characters as their actual names. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of tired of that because it it feels like they're trying to make things too realistic. Yeah. And I, I know in uh, The Dark Knight and uh, Dark Knight Rises, they referred to Batman as the Batman. Mm-hmm. But they do that in the comic books, too. Yeah. Referring to him as the. Yeah. Um, which is fine. Which is, I mean, there was yeah. a whole animated series called The Batman. So yeah, uh, um, no, that that bothered me. The other thing is what they've called now dubbed the effects of Infinity War, mm-hmm. the blip. Yeah, and uh, at first it, it didn't bother me, but the more they kept saying it, I was just like, that just seems like a, such a disrespect to what happened. Yeah, it's I, like it's the most downplayed term for what happened. Yeah, it's kind of disrespectful. Yeah, and it's and like and how they they make it so mundane. Oh, he yeah. blipped. He blipped. It's just yeah. kind of rude. However, I do like that video that they showed, where at the very beginning, where it had uh, the people playing basketball. Yes, and then the others appear and they all run into each other. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, no, for sure. I I thought that was really really well like conveyed and yeah. then I thought they were just going to leave it at that and then they had that moment on the plane where Flash has when the, he goes to the, the 20, drink yeah yeah and then she's like he blipped yeah yeah no I, I, I'm with you on that I gotta say though the one thing I do not have anything to complain about the one front on this movie I have nothing to complain about at all mm-hmm. the special effects uh at the at the very like everything other than the one thing that did bother me was uh Peter in Prague outside of his suit. To me it looked clunky. But Out, outside of his suit? When he was trying to fight Hydra Man or the water elemental at first. When he had, it just it was him in the backpack. It didn't. It didn't look good to you, or I'm, I'm, what? yeah, it just didn't look good to me. But I mean that that's that's. I'm trying to think what 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 part didn't what didn't it look just, good. It didn't look smooth because it was a real person. With Spider-Man, they can make him do all these agility, flipping everything. Mm. Uh, it just looked clunky. Hmm. But and it's, it's small potatoes. <laughs> I small pe- potatoes. I thought it looked pretty cool. But uh, for the rest of the movie, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, especially the ending. The, w- the way he moves looks the most like I've seen Spider-Man in the cartoons. Yeah. And then I loved his ingenuity part where he had the... Um, they also made Peter smart. Yes, and I'm so happy <laughs> so about like, that. Uh, that's something that just hasn't been. Oh, like, I love the shown. line: "Never apologize for being the smartest this man person, in the room." Yes, that, that was, was a cool a, line. Yeah, that was a good line. Uh, and I do love his like whole the thing that's shooting where he uses the shield, and then he uses the um, what did he make? He made something that he could swing. I don't know. I forget. 
Uh, but yeah, and he wielded it like a. Um, it was kind of an ode to Captain America using Mjolnir with his shield. It kind of looked like that. But yeah, when the thing was doing the blasts, the drone was broken. It was like blasting. Oh. And then he used it to get up to Quentin. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, at the very end, I th- th- I was thinking about for a second. I was thinking about when uh, Happy threw the. That was shield, awesome. And he's like, how does, how does Cap, Cap do that? Because it just chucks it. It and doesn't it flies go. flies like two feet. Yeah, it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. I thought that was awesome. Uh, I I liked John Fox. I liked Happy. In I liked pre- Happy yeah. in this more than I've liked him in anything, yeah. I think. No, it, he did a really awesome job. I love his chemistry with Tom Holland. Yeah. Um, ghosting Nick Fury. Yeah. And, and then he, don't ghost Nick Fury. And then he's the one that has the fallout. Like, he has to talk to Nick Fury about it. Yeah. Um, he just reminds me of Homecoming, because Happy has one of the best moments in Homecoming, where at the very end, they're in the bathroom, and Happy's trying to talk to Peter, and the kid is, like, washing his hands. Like, he comes out, he, like, flushes the toilet, and, like, just washes his hands while staring at them the entire time. Oh, yeah, and that it's really like awkward moment. really awkward but hilarious <laughs> moment of, like, Happy's like, what are you doing? Like yeah. get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> uh no, I I I really enjoyed that. What did you think of the thi- the stuff with Happy and uh uh Aunt May? It's a nod to the comics. Mm-hmm. Um because Happy is essentially Tony Stark's Jarvis. Yeah. And Jarvis and Aunt May have a thing in the comics. Okay. So I definitely believe that's what they're just trying to do. Okay. Um I think the last iteration of Aunt May, she got married to J. Jonah James's dad. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then he died. Ooh. But as people do in Spider-Man comics. The only thing that I thought was kind of funny was, like, Peter was, he almost seemed semi-concerned that Happy was interested in his aunt. And I'm, like, thinking, why? He's not Tony Stark. He's not some, like, like womanizer. No, but it's a... It's it's more of like someone's someone that I know is interested in my aunt of like who's been single. Yeah. And uh it also touches on another thing that they've hit, they've shied away from actually talking about but they've hinted at that Peter actually does care about someone um which is Ben, Uncle Ben. I think it's still that whole like no, Uncle Ben he can't replace Uncle Ben. Yeah, uh, that, that so, would make more sense. So one of the Easter eggs is his suitcase that he uses at the very beginning. We see has the initials uh, BFP. I noticed that. And yeah. So it's Uncle Ben's suitcase, and it's so like yeah, that that part, yeah. I, that Easter egg, I did know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then, last but not least, I think we can just talk about something that I had to shut my mouth uh, earlier today because I was watching compilations. Of, <laughs> of J. Jonah Jameson, oh, in the original Raimi movies, mm-hmm. and you went, they have to somehow find a way to bring him back. Yeah, and I was like, I can't say anything right now. You did because, a good job. You didn't uh, make any faces. You had no, a good poker yeah. face. And I was just like, yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> and it's like he is. He's back. That makes me so happy. Yeah, yeah. J- that, 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 that I should say that made yeah. me so happy. Uh, also loved. How when he swung with uh, Zendaya, I guess I'll call her MJ because she is MJ. You we can, talked about this. She's you, not Mary Jane. We'll you can say call that. her Zendaya if you want. Yeah. Uh, when he's swinging around, like she's freaking out. I loved that. Yeah. I was just like making fun of the first Spider-Man where uh, Mary Jane is like, oh, this is so great. And she's holding on to like clearly a mannequin of some sort of just like it's a still... And it just looks so wonderful and beautiful. And her hair slaying in the wind. Yeah. And it's just like, ah! It would really be crazy. <laughs> yeah. It would yeah. be insane. And then she's like, I'm never doing that again. Like, ever. If they ever get Superman right, which might be in, I don't know, 70 years. Yeah. So uh, it'd be cool if they did something like it's that. Because like, like, Lo- Lois is always yeah. flying with soups. Yeah. And I know that in the movies, you know, it isn't like they've ever had... Uh, Superman flying full speed with her, mm-hmm. but like, I mean, it, if you look, if you look at some of the comic book shots, like how high up they are, yeah, like she'd be uncomfortable, yeah. 
Uh, and I would say that's about it. We have J. J. Joan Jameson coming in at the very end. Uh, J.K. Simmons is reprising his role. I was saying earlier today, I was watching a compilation of just how perfect he is as that character. Oh. Uh, and I love what they've done with the character, that they've definitely made him, uh, he parodies InfoWars. Um, and so the Daily Bugle is essentially InfoWars, and he is essentially Alex Jones, the conspiracy yeah. conspiracy nut of just like... So it's it's really interesting because he's like God, I Peter, find Alex Jones so entertaining. Yeah, but he's like <laughs> uh, it's revealed Peter Parker's Spider Man. But what I love about that is they've they've definitely gone out of their way to show J Jonah Jameson as that character Alex Jones. And so I'm wondering if people are freaking out. They're like, well, "What does this mean for Peter Parker?" Uh, at first, I was like, "Well." Secret identities haven't mattered in the MCU at all, so it's not as big of as a deal. Um, no one has them except for the Netflix TV show characters. Mm-hmm. To the point where Scott Lang is trying to tell people that he's Ant Man in Endgame. Like, there's that whole scene in the diner with the Hulk, and he's like, yeah. "I'm, I'm Ant Man," and they're like, "Okay, like, <laughs> yeah." Uh, I, don't, I don't know that whole awkward scene of like, like where Hulk's just like, "Take his picture," and he's like, "No, they don't want to take my picture." <laughs> uh, no, and so that whole thing doesn't really matter in this universe, just because, in in my opinion, um, yeah. with the characters, and but so I just brought that that up to people. Uh, the the last thing is how many people are actually going to believe J Jonah Jameson? Because if Alex Jones came out to us and said, "Hey, you know, he comes out and he goes, the Illuminati isn't the government; these people are a part of it." How many people go? I don't believe you. Like, right. you're crazy. You have conspiracy theories all the time. And he goes, well, here's this video proof. And it's like, well, you that could be spliced. Like, that could be fake. Um, and I, I can see that happening, where there are some people who believe him who are going to look into sure. it. But then for majority of people, they don't care. It's right. not really an issue. <laughs> Bless you. But Excuse me. That was... That's my take on it. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to say about the movie before I dive headfirst into these wonderful Easter eggs? No, I think I think we're we're all set. Okay, so these are things I scoured. I looked all over. I looked at a bunch of lists. Uh, some of these lists were really stupid. I couldn't really? stand a lot of them. Uh, there was one that was like. They talk about Captain Marvel in this movie, and she's yeah. in the Captain Marvel universe. I'm just, she's like, I'm just like, what? In the Captain, or she's in the her own uh, Captain Marvel movie. I just went, why is this a thing? And like, they go, uh, when they talk about the blip, and they show all the Avengers characters who died. I'm like, these aren't Easter eggs. This is in this is in universe things that happened. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't get. One that I I will throw on there that I don't have lit, written here is you can actually see Quentin Beck, um, Jake Gyllenhaal's character in Prague, uh, in a tourist outfit uh, before he shows up. Actually, oh really? Yeah, it's really cool. He has like a hat and like a he has a hat and he's wearing like a Hawaiian shirt. He looks like a tourist. Like he looks like someone who is you know your classic stereotype tourist. Yeah, he looks like one of those guys. Um. Oh, I guess one thing that that, that doesn't qualify as an Easter egg that I want to yeah. mention. Um, I was happy. It's just something about something about the movie I was happy with, but I think could have been used better. Um, I love the choice of teachers in for JB Smoove and Martin Starr. Oh, you like? They could have <laughs> been used better. However, I do. I love, just I like them both so much that they could have been funnier. I do love the witches thing. Because oh yeah, even to the point where when he's wearing the glasses and he's looking at all the people, it shows him that teacher and it says, uh, like, has a PhD in witches. Like, like his science is in witchcraft. Like that's what he knows. Really? Yeah. And so that's why the whole movie's like witches. It's wi- I know for a fact it's witches. Oh. And so, I thought, yeah, see, to me, I took it as, oh, as a scientist, I think it's wit- witches, meaning, like, I, I know a lot about science and ain't nothing yeah. I can do to explain Which it. Which is how they present it. Right. But when he's wearing the glasses, it's, like, his science is in witch- witches. 
uh, which I thought it was funny. Yeah. That that added there. Um, yeah. There was other things, like, they talked about how the spiders that crawl on Peter's body during the the weird, the hallucination scene, or the when he's fighting Mysterio for the first time, mm-hmm. are, they're like, they're Black Widows, and she's a character in the Marvel Universe. I went, yeah, because Black Widows are notorious for being one of the scariest looking spiders. There's... It was just it was stupid stuff like that. I was yeah. just like, these aren't Easter eggs. They have one where it's like that's not, that's not intentional. They're like MJ is falling off a building, like when he first like tries to jump after her. And they're like, and that's you know a reference to Gwen Stacy. And I was like, I think that's. I really guess you can just take anything and just from anything. Yeah, and then they're like, oh, and Iron Man coming out of the grave. Chasing after him is like zombie Iron Man from Marvel Zombies. Oh gosh, and I went, I'm pretty sure it was just, uh, yeah. So it was stuff like that. <laughs> I was just, and then they are they they are the ones that with the shield and the the f- thing he's wielding. They're like that's a straight reference to Captain America and his shield wielding Milner. I'm just like, what is these aren't Easter eggs? Stop. <laughs> I don't know what you know what an Easter egg is, but I found a bunch. So uh, one is Ben's suitcase. The BFP, that's not as much of an Easter egg as a lore drop, Yeah, I will say. Like, it's just a little background to who he is. Um, Peter's birthday is August 10th. Uh, Amazing Fantasy number 15 released on August 10th, 1962. Okay. So they have made Peter's Peter Parker's birthday in the MCU, which they have revealed after this uh, as Earth 1999. It's either 1999 or 19,999. It's a big number, uh, which we'll talk about in a bit. Uh, yes, Peter's birthday, August 10th, the official release of Amazing Fantasy number 15, for those who do not know, is the first appearance of Spider-Man. Uh, another tidbit about that number is Aunt May's license plate is MF, MF, AMF 1562. Uh, so... Uh, which Amazing Fantasy released in 1962, which was also the first appearance of Aunt May. This is where there's a lot because these numbers, they did an incredible job at showing you, hey, what's happening on the screen right now mm-hmm. uh, may have happened in the comics. And we're, we're dropping this little Easter egg um, to show you. Ned and Betty on their romantic boat scene in mm-hmm. Prague uh, behind them is a boat that has the letters ASM and the numbers 212, mm-hmm. which was the first appearance of Hydro-Man, um, which they fight the water elemental at that point. Right. Hydro-Man is a villain of Spider-Man's, um, who is a man who can turn into water. Uh, he first appeared in uh, Amazing Spider-Man 212, and later on, uh, Flash actually reads a BuzzFeed conspiracy theory article uh, about how Hydro-Man was a sailor on a boat uh, or how this creature was, they think, was a sailor on a boat uh, with a guy whose last name was Bench, and he fell into the water and he became this creature, which is actually the real origin of Hydro-Man in the comics. I actually figured that part was a reference. Yeah. I just, I was, like, I was like, I'll bet you yeah. that is that character. Um, yeah. So there is a chance that this character does exist and Hydro-Man can be a thing because um, the elementals are a thing in the comics as well and have very, a very dangerous real threat. Uh, during the final, uh, the battle with the fire elemental, a license plate reads ASM 2865, which is a reference to Amazing Spider-Man 28 uh, from 1965 and it's the first appearance of Molten Man. Uh, once again, the same kind of thing. He was yeah. a guy who can turn to lava and fire. Um, at the very beginning... Uh, a license plate in Mexico reads has the number four six three on it, which is a reference to Amazing Spider-Man number four, uh, it, that came out in nineteen sixty three, which is the first appearance of Sandman, which is they fought that sand-looking elemental at the very beginning, which I thought was one of the worst scenes in the movie because it was so out of place. Like the movie starts, that happens. Uh, yeah, Mysterio goes, like you don't know what you're doing, shoots a blast, and it's like, oh, the movie's starting. I went, what the heck just happened? Yeah. Like, what was that whole scene? Yeah. That was all all about the, the big thing. In England, you do see a license plate that reads TASM143, 
which is the Amazing Spider-Man 143, which was the first time that Spider-Man fought uh, Cyclone. Um, so that's, I think that's all of the license plate. Oh, no, there's one more. And this is another one that uh, shows that they're doubling down on this being MJ. Uh, when Peter and Zendaya, <laughs> I even wrote down that it's not MJ, uh, kiss their first time, the license plate behind them reads TASM 143, which was the first time that Peter and MJ kissed in the comic. So that was kind of just a reference of like, this is these are the two characters that are in these comics right? Uh, together. I'm trying to read if there's any other... Uh, license plate ones. Nope, but there's others here. Um, Beck says he's from Earth 83 or 803 or 833 uh, when he first shows up. I'm um, talking about the multiverse mm-hmm. at first. And then that says he's that this is Earth 616. Yeah. Uh, both were a lie. Um, that was all made up. He was just making, saying random stuff. At first, I was really annoyed because I was like, this is not Earth-616. Do not ruin this for me. Uh, I was like, this is the MCU universe, which is an entirely different universe. Yes. Don't do this to me. And then that's later they came out and said, uh, the execs have said, yes, this is MCU is Earth-19,999. So I was like, okay, we're good. Uh, however, Earth-33, uh, in that universe, Spider-Man is Captain Spider, a British mashup of Spider-Man and Captain Britain. Um, he's a really cool character, and he's uh in the Enter the Spider Verse kind of storyline. He yeah. he appears, and he's a really fun character, uh, which makes sense because at the very end, the place that they're in is in England. Like, yeah, that's the final battle happens happens in England. Uh, and then for those who do not know, six one six. The reason I gave a huge deal about it is six one six is the main. Marvel story or main Marvel canon. Mm-hmm. So anything that happens in that happens there. Uh, when Happy visits them at the fundraiser at the very beginning, he's standing in front of a poster that says Crusher Hogan against Bonesaw McGraw. Uh, it's a wrestling, uh, like an old school wrestling poster, which uh, for those who do not know, Crusher Hogan was the first, um, was the wrestler that Spider-Man went against in the comic, mm-hmm. in the first comic, where he had to last three minutes in the ring with him, and he would make money. Bonesaw McGraw was the Sam Raimi's take on that fight. He is the uh, Randy Man Savage. Yeah. Uh, Bonesaw. Bonesaw's ready. ready. Uh, and then I got you for three <laughs> minutes. <laughs> three minutes of play playtime. God, that movie's so yeah, fun. Yeah, I love that movie. Uh. Yes, and so it's it's a cool poster um, scene where these two characters, who are essentially the same character, uh, just two different versions, um, where it's a throwback poster to theirs. This is probably the biggest um, Easter egg in here, just because it, there's a lot in it. So many buildings in Prague are named after famous Spider-Man ro- writings, writers. So a lot of the names... Uh, so I'll just go through it. So the first one is called Slot, uh, Cal, Calais Slot, which is a reference to Dan Slot, who was, before Nick Spencer was the previous writer of Spider-Man, wrote him for a long time. I want to say he wrote him for like eight years. Uh, it was a crazy long time. Um, he's the one that creates Superior Spider-Man, in which Doc Ock becomes Spider-Man, uh, and he also created uh, the the multiverse, essentially of the Enter the Spider-Verse, he did that whole storyline where he introduced the noir Spider-Man, the punk rock Spider-Man. Gwen, mm-hmm. uh, he, he created um, Spider-Gwen, Gwen Stacy as Spider-Woman. Uh, so he's done a lot, and to me, I've, I've harped on him a little bit. He's the reason I stopped reading Spider-Man. Uh, and it's not so much of... Because he didn't write Spider-Man well. I think it was just he was on the title for so long that he was running out of ideas. And he didn't know how to finish a storyline. He created awesome stories, but he didn't know how to finish it. And I felt like uh, both Enter the Spider-Verse and then uh, Spider-Gaiden, uh, which was the conclusion to that storyline, just it really fell flat near the end. Uh, the next one is Cali Bendiso, which is a reference to Brian Michael Bendis 
for as much as I harp on this man for his writing on a lot of things, he created Ultimate Spider-Man. Um, he created Miles Morales. Uh, it's Ultimate Spider-Man is one of the best written Spider-Man comics I've ever read. Uh, and so, uh, credit is, you know, credit due where, credit given where credit is due. Mm -hmm. uh, I would never take that away from anyone uh, for anything. And so, definitely need to be on there. Calais uh, Sterno, um, who is uh, written after Roger Stern, who wrote a lot of Spider-Man in the 1980s, uh, early 80s. Calais Michelino uh, for David Michelini, famously known for co-creating Venom and Carnage. Uh, and then he wrote a lot of Spider-Man from the late 80s to the early 90s. Um, pretty much from 1987 to, like, 1994. Uh, he was the second longest writer to write Spider-Man, uh, first after Stan Lee. Mm -hmm. uh, and then lastly, Calais G. Conveo, uh, which was um, named after Gary, Jerry, Jerry Conway, the first person to write Spider-Man after Stan Lee, which is iconic, um, also known as the killer of Gwen Stacy. He is the one that uh, penned that story and the creator of The Punisher. Uh, he is the one that... Uh, wrote that storyline where Punisher first appears. Oh, wow. So, really cool. And I think that's something I will say about this movie is the people who are fans of Spider-Man won't leave this movie unsatisfied. There's a lot of stuff in there that is nods and a callback, uh, even to the point where at the very end, uh, Peter takes a p selfie of himself yeah. as Spider-Man. Um, that is a nod to the Spider-Man PS4 video game in which that was a thing you could do. Right. And a lot of people did it. It's like everyone was taking selfies of themselves everywhere trying to show off like their different poses and stuff. Yeah. And even the way he does like the peace symbol, it's like that is one of the iconic things you can do with your selfie mode in Spider-Man PS4. So uh, a lot of cool nods. Like they definitely went out of their way. Uh, Peter's stealth suit definitely has nods to the Spider-Man noir suit. Yeah, uh, oh yeah, for sure. That was first revealed in the comics, but then definitely made popular with the Into the Spider-Verse movie that just came out, animated Nick movie Cage. with Nick Cage. That was awesome. And then when he has the key, when he's like, I'm going to figure this out one day. It's like, yeah. it's just a Rubik's Cube. Um, yeah. And he's like this like master detective. Yeah, which I would love to see that. Um, see more of that. So, that's pretty much all the Easter eggs I have. If you know of any more, let us know. I can't think of really any off the top of my head. You know, other than just you know the basic stuff. I noticed. Oh, a uh, lot of li all. All all I'll say is like, uh, as a viewer, I noticed all the like unnecessary. Seem, well, seemingly unnecessary license plate shots. Yeah, and I figure that wasn't an accident. Yeah, um, I obviously those numbers are so specific. I don't think you'd know. Unless yeah, you unless it you're up. unless also if unless you're like a one of those super nerds who like even me, I didn't know these numbers because I'm I I'm not a numbers dude. Like I know Amazing Fantasy 15, but it's like you tell me what issue Gwen Stacy died, and I cannot tell you, like. Or when these other characters first appeared. That's not my jam. Yeah, there's a lot of people who are really good with that. Yeah, and they'll let you know. <laughs> uh, and then the I, I do want to say one final thing. I think a lot of people are confused at the very end what that is uh, with Nick Fury getting up in space. I am positive that is them setting up S.W.O.R.D., S-W-O-R-D, um, which is the essentially where S.H.I.E.L.D. is like the defense honor thing. Sword is the we. This is where we pretty much strategize all our space tactics. We are the first. Uh, we are the first strike essentially mm -hmm. against anything that shows up. So it's kind of like if you have a sword, you're going to swing you with your sword first, and then you're going to block with your shield, mm -hmm. and that's what that is. And it's that's usually where like the uh, oh, I want to say like the global defenders. I messed that all up. Galactic something. They are. It's Captain Marvel's team. Yeah. They house up there, and it's pretty much that's where all the galactic uh, uh, galactic quests and missions are given out there. Uh, but that's about it. Any last things you want to say? 
before we journey off? No, I thought, I mean, I thought we covered most of the bases. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let us know how you thought about this movie. Uh, either in our rating, you can give us five stars wherever you're listening <laughs> to us on either iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. Yes, please. Uh, you know, give us a follow on Spotify so that way you can know about the different podcasts that come out. On Thursdays, we have our movie podcast um, called Reel It In, where four of us talk randomly about a random movie each week. It's fun. Uh, and then on Saturdays, we have our vid- video game podcast called called Biomodded, um, which is also fun. We talk about random video games, articles that come out, talk about GameStop, Game Crazy, you know, Hollywood video. It's crazy. <laughs> crazy stuff happening over there on those, on those TV shows. It's not TV. This is a podcast. What am I talking about? Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Nerd Weekly Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Nerd Weekly Cast. You can find us on Facebook at Nerd Weekly. And if you want to send us an email for somewhere out of some weird reason, it's uh, <laughs> if you feel so obliged. Yeah, it's nerd.weekly.forever at gmail.com. You can find me at Bearded Cooper on Instagram. Cody, where can they find you? Find me at Cody and Wilson. On Instagram. And Chris, I don't know if you're uh, listening, if you're tuning in, where can they find you? I don't think he's, he's, he's gone. Oh, no. He's gone. Uh, you can find Suede Records, though, on at Suede Records. Yes. Uh, and I think it's like Chris Crenshaw, something, something, something. Um, and then you can find Suede Records, uh, who hosts and produces this is in, this incredible and a wonderful and amazing He's fantastic. Uh, comic book podcast. Yeah. Um, you can find them anywhere. Definitely look them up. They're great. They're yeah. awesome. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you. To us rant, to me talk, to Cody talk. <laughs> What'd you say? To Cody talk. <laughs> uh, I said talk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awkward. See we you love later. you. <laughs>